I'm sending sound recordings of myself masturbating and having orgasms. These are not to a partner, but to men who I have had sex with in the past and have asked for them. I think I will stop soon because it's hurting my soul. My boyfriend and I have always had good sexting going on. The other day I asked him to call me back three minutes later. When the call came, I'd come. He waited seven minutes to call. I'm about two weeks in my separation from my boyfriend and it feels like much longer. We uh, video phone call once or twice a day and I've noticed a big difference between hearing his voice on its own and uh, being able to see his face. The, the latter feels much more like we're present with each other. And when I'm on speakerphone with him, it's much easier to get distracted by the space around me. Um, we have shared pet names, kinds of kind of um, animal persona, which we use frequently throughout our calls and in our chats. And imagine the two animals doing different things together like making coffee, going for walks, having sex, etc. I can't say what the effect is for him, but sometimes at the right time hearing those phrases and sounds in his voice send a wave of tingling. Any intimacy is all in my head, and occasionally I send nudes. It almost feels like charity to send nudes in these times. Charity nudes? <laughs> Free cam girl service? I wonder where it's going from here. My lover and I are stuck in different countries. We decided to work together on a project by documenting our separated environments and ourselves while being in isolation. Being committed to a common goal helps to keep us connected and eases the fear of being forgotten. While real sex is off the table, 
Cybersex never felt better. New sex toys are upping the game. However, three out of the five senses are not really fulfilled. I'm experimenting with a bimbo persona on my Instagram. It's not something I'd necessarily be able to do authentically in real life. But I'm enjoying playing it out in unreality. I haven't explicitly told my partners, but they're engaging in a way that shows they understand. If I were your body, I would splash about in the swimming pool of self-pleasure. Filling my lungs and diving deep down into taut tension. And then when I could not hold it any longer, I would come up released. If I were your body, I would call you to the bedroom, pull your pants ankle down. Forensic search your folds and holes for signs, for evidence of secretions or spills, proof that you had been just dreaming of our last. If I were your body, I would rut in earth, down in the compost where everything smells, where beasts crawl and slide into every bump and grind and the cum splashes are all left to fertilise a rich and grateful ground. I find an intimate to be non-synchronous, so we leave intimate voice messages for each other and listen to them at our pleasure. Sometimes I listen with such stillness in my body, the voice can touch me inside. My partner and I are in different time zones. We let each other know what we are doing and synchronize. For example, they message me before they have a shower, and I have a shower at the same time, like being each other's timekeepers. We're finding connection through shared images, and sound is pushing our boundaries. 
opening possibilities for different pleasures and a new understanding of my and our sexual selves. My boyfriend and I are breaking the rules. He lives about three streets away with his husband and comes over every other day for us to have sex and make food. Spends the night once a week, but we have upped our sex toy usage between meetings. I've been in a longish distance relationship for a year. I live with my kids. He doesn't have any. We've always pretty much seen each other at weekends and talked a strong game of fantasy in the week. He is bossy and directive. We find a mutual itch and go from there. We write, imagine, send pictures, call and film. What's changed is that we are also talking about how much we miss each other. In many ways, we're drawing closer and we both think it's really good. We're swapping pics and talking about what we will do when we can be together. It's kind of exciting, like a government-imposed chastity. And then, I just shut down and pull away from everyone. And then, I just shut down and pull away from everyone. And then, I just shut down and pull away from everyone. And then, I just shut down and pull away from everyone. And then, I just shut down and pull away from everyone. And then, I just shut down and pull away from everyone. And then, I just shut down and pull away from everyone. And then, I just shut down and pull away from everyone. So I'm a single guy, I've recently split up with uh, my on and off girlfriend. During this lockdown I see my family, my small family, but that's all. I mean I talk to my few friends, uh, message them, but generally I'm on my own. Uh, I'm on Tinder, looking for another relationship. I, mean, I hope to meet someone on there, 
Uh, we can chat now, we can get to know each other, and I'm hoping that uh, when the lockdown is over, we can meet. The COVID-19 lockdown brought me my first experience of video chat sex. I was previously embarrassed by the thought of having a sexual experience with someone via a device. Although I'm aware it's common practice for long-distance partners, it never felt like my kind of thing. However, after almost a week without touching another human, I relented and arranged a house party call with an ex-lover. It was difficult to distinguish moments where our bodies had become still from moments where the stream had frozen. I heard my own ecstatic shouts of affirmation in my head as if they were being played back to me. My own face and body stared back at me on the lower panel of the screen, inviting self-judgment. I recalled our past encounters, placing them in the gaps between the screen and the real thing. I wanted to so much to be held and search for the language that could stand in Holding's place. It felt like any moment this shared journey could break and never continue. As we cleaned ourselves up, she said, I hope you know how hot you are. But as I returned the compliment, we lost connection. Morning words to my lover, locked down in her country. I put the collar gently round your neck, fastened the leather lead to a belt round my pelvis. I feed you plump figs as we lounge in our fragrant meadow, an ink-drawn land penned by Blake. Your tongue is like angels in flight on my lips, gentler than anything a cunt can feel, feather slick. My hips roll your head round as you hang upside down, your belly a newfound playground for my contours. I tie cord fast under your waist and just below the shelf of your rotund behind so the hills protrude like rude, giant, pink, hilly tongues. I lick their plump flesh with my cane, light rhythm at first then cantering into hot, delicious pain to take away your breath, your drum skin limit rides on her gallop of gasping. My sweaty lash wounds you ragged and red. I guide your mouth to where I want your tongue. Her love for me spilling over in heartfelt relief as my fingers fuck your waterfall of cum. I found a picture of my office crash online and set it as a desktop background to keep watching him from my home office. I ordered a dildo, did a very elaborate shoot and sent it to my friends with benefits guy. He loved it.
it's definitely a part of my life I'm kind of lacking. Here I was thinking I was about to enter my annual spring hoe phase after a long dry spell. Then pandemic comes along and cock blocks me. The other day I logged on to Grindr and started chatting to a stranger. We had great conversation and exchanged news with each other from our own little bubbles. It was really hot and surprisingly intimate knowing somebody was jerking off at the exact same time as me. We'll probably never even meet. We're breaking up because he's just not much of a texter or phone caller. I'm alone and my friend is alone. So we've taken down some of the boundaries of our friendship so that we can chat by text or video call anytime and regularly check in or respond to each other's social media posts. I'm still trying to convince the person I want to see to break the social distancing rules. I'm not having any intimacy and it is making me insane. In an unwelt, self-determined world of kinship, everyone and everything becomes an intimate partner. With every step, one touches the skin of the beloved. With every word, one pours milk and honey into the mouth of the one. It has never been easier to be in touch with oneself. It has never been easier to be and share love. My dreams have been filling in for a life where I currently have no partner and very little contact in my household. I see it as an automatic creative response, recycling my embodied memories. Most recently, I had sex in my dream with a man. It caught us by surprise. There was some driving. At some point, I had my head and chest resting on the back of his left shoulder, leaving an imprint there. From this feeling of building up warmth, we started kissing and, and making out. 
we had that morning breath that you feel a bit ashamed of, but you're too horny to let it stop you. He asked me to go to his bum, so I did. I touched it and squeezed it and slapped it, caressed it, felt its elasticity under my hand. I'd never felt someone else's bum like this in real life. I felt I was so in charge, almost too much. There was no penetration in either way. Coming up for air. The juice of holding out. Lost comings of pandemic desire. Grey scrotum tightening sea looked out upon a page. The council estate left empty where key workers roam free. The not for a long time yet stare into the horizon. The running commentaries in many heads. The gelding of a lesbian stallion by the state. The bachelor loins of a butch, hot with desire, turning to stone. The not-sex in the knotted sex of not-sex. Eyes rolling wild and alone. The plea from the YouTube screen of frontline NHS worker. The cans of beans in a cupboard still to be spilled upon toast for cooked-up kids. The shopping placed piece by piece through bars on a step for a dad to pick up. The sudden emergence of a Bengali grandma coming out, only to connect Salam Alaikum, doing well, said in gestures. The greeting of a grandson fresh from a village, a smile, the touching of my chest. The flowing memories of Arabic taught to little ones in the flat below during my teens. Their burble like a brook in spring. A sun warming my back. Space ever opening wide, unfolding like a turbine hall of paper aeroplanes, sixty million strong, as time catapults each kettle citizen far into their own sense of weightlessness in her plump and yielding moments. Broad sweeps of colour between blocks of flats, their reach beyond the railway arches undisturbed by human form. Long fingers of London landscape, estate trees, chuckling in the breeze. We had been messaging for a few days. Then we spoke on the phone and the next day we had a video date with games, easy conversation and a little flirting. The date ended as she got into bed and I remained lying on the sofa. She half-jokingly copied my body position as we talked about the differences in what we were seeing. Then quickly and without talking we fell into a game of mirroring each other. Sometimes one leading, sometimes the other, sometimes both or neither. Our fingers traced our cheeks and jaws. I'd asked them early in our exchanges whether she thought a person could touch themselves and have it feel like someone else. That wasn't happening here, but 
there was a strange, tender crossing of desires and actions. Our fingers grazed and pulled at our opening lips, not just showing, but manifesting how we wanted to touch and be touched by the other. The camera of her iPhone cast her in a gentle pinkish light in the tiny half screen. Our fingers run up behind our ears and into her hair. We smiled and winked as then it sort of faded out. How long has it been? Five minutes? More? We said goodnight and hung up. That was horny, lonely. My name's Hamish McPherson, and in March and April 2020, I used social media to ask, are you having sexual or sensual intimacy with people who are distant from you during the COVID-19 lockdowns? People replied anonymously, and I asked friends and acquaintances to record themselves reading these texts out, and then Matthew Duquesne-Gerardo turned them into this episode. The words are anonymous, and the voices in alphabetical order are Adam Wilson Holmes, AF, Angela Andrew, Angael Thirio, Beth Bramich, Carolyn Mayer, Connor James, Elizabeth Rochester, Emilia Robinson, Francisco Jean, Genevieve Costello, Gilly Kleiman, Gregory Harry, GS, Hannah Belil, HMTIDT for you, Joshua J. Raj. Maria Sideri, May, Michael Whitby, Molly Chapman, Molly Martian, Nina Sever, Paul Hughes, Peter Jacobs, Ralph Pritchard, Sean Aleo, and Tamara Tomitz Vyagic. You can buy a book of these texts with original photographs from stilllifemag.org, and the profits go to Sex Worker Advocacy and Resistance Movement and the COVID-19 Prisoner Emergency Fund. <laughs>